negative space in art is the empty space around and between the subject of the image. Negative space may be most evident when the space around a subject, not the subject itself, forms an interesting, artistically relevant shape. What's up, collective? How's it going? Hope you guys are doing good in the world. Um, we've got a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now. Um, if you guys are paying attention, if you're not, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to do, I've kind of talked about this before in a different episode, but I want to do like this segment. Um, and at first, uh, my friend would, my friend plays around with me a lot. So if he listens to this, shut up. <laughs> but he plays around with me a lot and he, you know, will say like negative Nina and stuff like that. And it's, it used to bother me at first. And now I think it's like this, it's this cute little, um, I don't know. I'm blanking on the word right now. You guys, you English majors out there know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, I wanted to, I didn't want to just do like negative topics and talk about negative uh, stuff on the podcast. So in art, you know, there is a such thing as called negative space. So I feel like I'm just going to do Nina's negative space segment. And it's not always going to be about art. This episode is actually going to be about art because I just want to share an experience I had. Um that I didn't think I would share because it's it's a little vulnerable to talk about. Uh, it's, it's, you know, still a little tender because it literally just happened um, a week ago from today, actually. But I figured I would share it because one thing that I've noticed about any artist is they're vulnerable a lot. You know, musicians are vulnerable with their lyrics and their songs. Um, and art at painters, you know, we're vulnerable with, um, the imagery and the things that we create on a canvas. And I've always loved expressing myself through art, whether it be through music, through painting, through dance. Um, it's always been an easier way for me to express my emotions. Um, I have my moments (laughs) that I can express myself through words, uh, especially if I have the intent to write like a journal entry or I'm actually writing a book right now. And, uh, it's also bringing up a lot of stuff. Um, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about, uh, what the release feels like or what the release feels like for me when you experience it through art. Um, And I'm gonna be referencing painting because that is what I do. So, um, mind you, I've I've had these releases in other forms of art by singing songs, um, you know, listening to music, writing too, like I said, but this specifically happened not too long ago, like I said, it was a week ago. And it was really eye-opening. Um, and one of the main reasons why I want to share it is 
because I've been connecting a lot more to artists, other painters, um, specifically abstract artists like myself. And, um, you know, a lot of times abstract artists get, uh, I don't know, a bad rep, if you will. You know, a lot of times people call abstract art not art. And, you know, whatever, art subjective folks. So, you know, if it creates uh, feeling with inside you and someone else, I feel like that's art, you know? Um, I mean, a powerful feeling. I mean, obviously anything can create a feeling. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. If you're artists, you know exactly what I mean when I say that. If you're not artists, I just mean when you listen to your favorite song, how that makes you feel, you know, the person that wrote that is the artist, right? But you in some way are the artist because you're listening and you, you get it. You get what the musician was trying to portray, right? Okay. I'm going to swing back around. I'm getting, I'm getting off topic because I'm trying to explain myself <laughs> anyway. So, um, these abstract artists that I've been, um, connecting with, they're very sweet people. They're very vulnerable people. They're very open people. They're very raw people. And it doesn't just come out in their work. It actually comes out in the way that they carry themselves. Um, you know, and they're very expressive people. Um, and I've had a few times creating a piece where I had this releasing, releasing moment. Uh, this like breakthrough, I guess, if you will. Um, but this one that happened very recently was very intense. Um, and if you guys want to check out the piece that I created, um, that I'm talking about, go to Nina Hogan art, um, on Instagram, or you can go to my website and get to my Instagram from there. That this piece is not on my website yet. And there's a reason for that. Um, so it's, it's not technically for sale yet. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's part of the commission job. So anyway, um, so yeah, go check that piece out. I actually, I actually called it love. I named the piece love. And this past Valentine's day was Valentine's day has never really been like, a huge downer for me, even, even when I'm single, even when I'm in a relationship, it's, it's always kind of just been, um, you know, like a day of love. It's, it's supposed to be a day of love. Yes. I can see where it's like a corporate holiday and it's, it's cheesy and all that. I mean, I get it. My parents got married on Valentine's day and I used to make fun of my dad all the time when I was younger, um, because I had a cynical mindset when I was younger. Um, but now I just feel like it's, you know, I mean, yes, you should, you should show love every day, but you know, whatever, if we're, if we're going to celebrate a holiday of love, I mean, it's what's wrong with that. Right. Anyway, this one, however, was interesting, um, internally for me. Um, it, I kind of like was shown things that I, I really wasn't seeing. And, um, I don't want to, I'm like, I may sound like very vague because I'm, I don't want to give too much away. I want to be vulnerable, but I don't want to be, 
uh, I don't want um, intrusiveness on my life. So, anyway, this Valentine's Day, though, like I said, was it was interesting. Okay, it's not bad or good, just just interesting. Um, and so after that, you know, I processed it the way I was going to process it. I was actually going to take a break from art for most of the month of February. Um, because my inspiration has been kind of geared more towards my book. So I've been trying to write that and I didn't want to overdo it on, um, the creative side of my brain. Um, and I've got, I've got other work I have to do also and, and a life, um, and I'm a parent. So, you know, there's things that take priority. Um, but I woke up, like I said, a week ago and I was like, I had just this unavoidable feeling of, I need to paint, I need to paint. And it was just, it was nagging at me all morning. So I, you know, I did the damn thing. <laughs> when got my, the supplies I needed. Um, oddly enough, I've, I've kind of hired my son to be my art assistant. It's like his first job. Which is really cool that I'm saying that. Little side note, I'm very proud of my son. He's actually going to have his first job interview uh, next weekend. So I'm like super proud. And it's it has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> but um, I want to share my son's little victories. And it's like not a super normal job because it's geared towards being on the spectrum. But I think it's just like a really cool thing for him to understand the concept of a job and um, just learn how to make money and interact with people and he's going to be making coffee he's basically going to be like a barista it's just going to be super cute and I'm super proud of him anyway he's going to have like a really like a real interview um, and I don't want I don't want him to think he has to work in the corporate world I definitely don't want him to follow that but I think this is something that will just get him over like anxieties of working and, you know, having a shift and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just really proud of my son. So back to my son being my art assistant. And, you know, he doesn't really, I don't pay him. He just, he just learns, you know, like sometimes I got to do things I don't want to do. Um, but I make it fun, you know, anyway, so we go get the supplies and he knows, you know, as my art assistant, he has to help me carry things. And well, with this particular one, I, I let him pick out the colors because I had no direction for this piece. I had just woke up and felt, you know, the urge that I had to paint. And so anyway, I asked him and he picked the colors, um, Partially, he picked one of the, I mean, his favorite color is red, so he picked red initially. Um, so I just had like a starting point, and I love red. I love painting with red too. It's very vibrant, bold color, and abstract art, it's really cool in pieces. It's just a pop, that pop of color that the canvas needs. Um, anyway, so I, I picked the colors out we get back and if you can hear our background noise that's actually my son anyway um so we 
get home, I'm like super excited. It's actually the biggest canvas I've done so far. So I'm like even more excited and a little intimidated, um, but nonetheless excited. Um, I've also kind of become a slight wine drinker um, and not super big on wine. I'm not the biggest person. I don't like alcohol really. I've never really been a fan of alcohol. I'll, I'll do it very socially. Um, but a cardiac doctor told me that red wine every once in a while would very much help uh, with my heart function and my blood flow. So, um, and he told me some other medical terms, but I'm not going to go into all that. So I'll be on another side note. Anyway, so I had cracked open this really delicious uh, bottle of wine um, from some very sweet people in California. You guys need to check their wine out, Fresh Vine Wine. Um, it's available at Whole Foods now, I say. Um, <laughs> no, they're not sponsoring me, but hey, you guys should totally sponsor the podcast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so yeah, so I cracked open the Pinot Noir and got myself a very small glass, because like I said, I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. I've never been a drinker. Um... But I don't mind it every once in a while. So this night, I just felt, I felt in this like very romantic vibe. Um, you know, the red paint, the red wine. Um, I've kind of opened myself up to being more rom- on a romantic level. I've, I've said in previous episodes that I have a crush right now. That is um, update. That's leading um, in a very beautiful direction. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so I'm like very open to it. Um, but remember, I had this very interesting experience on Valentine's Day. So I was incorporating all of these things, you know, this like release vibe. Um, and so I do what I always do. I, I turned on the music. I, you know, got myself in, in the Zen space. I had all my, all my stuff ready and I was ready to paint. And for up until now, I've been painting upright. Um, but this piece is really big. And one, my easel couldn't um, contain it. That's one. But two, I really wanted to be looking above it like I wanted to be above the painting it was like something that my mind was um, creating in itself to do for this piece and I just started painting and all the way up until the end of the painting I felt great and don't get me wrong I felt great after too but just hear me out I felt great I was smiling a lot um, you know, go look at my phone a few times. Like I was in this really like utopian feeling, you know, um, of just super contentment. And that's what, that's what painting does to me. It puts me in this place where, you know, I can feel all the nerves in my body and, I can feel wind coming, the, the small amount of like air that's coming to my windows. Like just, I can feel everything. Like I'm, my body is awake, my mind is awake. Like I'm completely and totally aware of what's going on. 
but I'm also completely and totally zoned out too. So it's like this, this utopia, like I said, and euphoric feeling. It's um, almost like being intimate. I mean, it's like very, very, um, I don't even know the word, like euphoric, like I said. So when I'm coming to the end of the piece, this song comes on. I'm not going to tell you what the song is because it's, I, I, like I said, I don't want to bleh my whole entire experience on this podcast um, because some things are sacred and I want to keep for me. But what I will say is that this song, it came on and it didn't go off until I went to bed several hours later I had it on repeat and um, I was almost finished with the piece and it was a third or fourth time the song I came on and at this point I got a little bit of a buzz I mean very very small buzz from the wine but it I had this rush of emotion come over me and I was looking at the piece and it was beautiful. It was coming together so the way that I, I envisioned it in my head. And I was so proud of it. And I was so proud of myself. And I was feeling so much love. I was feeling so much love, which is why I ultimately named it that in the end. But there was this sadness with it and it's so hard to not go into detail but the sadness was real it wasn't anything that I had made up that you know never never, never happened or um, the song was sad or anything like that it was it was a thinking about something and someone that brought on this feeling of sadness but it was such like this crazy limbo place because I was feeling so much love and then this this sadness had creeped in so it kind of dawned on me why love and sadness are very interconnected you know they're very um, they could be one and feeling the love and feeling the sadness at the same time. And it was this just powerful, powerful moment. And like I said, I kept this song on all night and just kind of reflected and, you know, did some last minute tweaks on the the piece um, and just stared at it in awe and took some pictures of it and drank some more wine. And what I will share is there were tears also and there were sadness tears but but the tears felt so good coming out um I know this sounds crazy but they did they felt so good coming out but they were sad they they were connected to being sad or feeling sad um but like I said you know sometimes releasing is a part of art expression for sure. And if it can feel amazing, 
And sadness doesn't have to feel like shit. It can feel like a release. And releasing can feel amazing. So, at first, when I was getting in this place and I was feeling this sadness, I was like, this is awful. You know, like even though it was powerful and it, and it felt good to get the tears out, it was like, I just wanted to paint. Like I didn't want to have this whole experience, <laughs> you know? And then when the night was over and I was laying my head down, I just smiled to myself. I was like, that's what it means to be an artist. Those moments and those feelings, that's what creates, you know, masterpieces. So I'm very grateful for it. I'm very grateful for it. Um, I welcome it. I'm not afraid of it happening again. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys are runners out there, which... Uh, I've shared this before on this podcast, but I, I never understood runners. And they would, uh, one of my friends is a runner, and she would always tell me that there's this high that you get. And I just thought she was silly, and she was just trying to get me to run. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. I was never a fan of it. Even when I was training and training other people, I was just never a fan of it. And then a few years ago, actually, I... I was kind of wanting to run away from my problems, quote unquote, so to speak, you know? And so I took up running and um, I had to do it on the treadmill for the first like month or two because I was in Colorado and it was just a blizzard outside. Um, But I actually experienced the runner's high and I was like, holy shit, it's like a real thing. So that is exactly what that night felt like this artist high if you will um you know i can only imagine when like a song is finished or a book i mean i'm 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 hoping that i get some something like that happen some kind of high like that from writing this book um i've already kind of felt a little bit surface level um but, I mean, this book is very personal. It's about my mother, and it's it's going to definitely bring up some stuff that, that's going to be hard for me to talk about. Um, but I thought this episode was also going to be hard for me to do because I'm being very um, vulnerable. I'm, like, telling you guys about something I experienced that most people wouldn't, you know? And I wish, I wish that the the people out there who like cry on social media, you know, and they edit their videos and they post it, I wish they would go about telling that story without tears on a, I mean, even if you have tears, like do something like this, do a podcast episode, like explain what's going on so people can relate to you. It's super cringe guys to cry on social media and not do anything else. And then, like, edit it and post it. It's like, by the time I've edited a video and posted like, I'm not even, like, sad anymore. You know? And I, I had posted this. This girl one time was talking about that. She was like, you're not really that sad if you're crying. So, like, it's not the same thing when I'm doing. I'm sharing a vulnerable time with you, but I'm also sharing an, an artist high with you that I didn't even know existed. Um... 
I mean, I imagine that stuff like that exists, but until you feel it, like the runner's high, I didn't believe it existed until I felt it for myself. So I guess if you're in the creative world and you just started maybe and you're having a really hard time keep going, um, it gets better. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. It gets so much better. And once you experience that, I, that artist high for the first time, it's very powerful. And I'll tell you right now, I don't want to do anything else for the rest of my life. Like, it is something that will stick with me until I die, for sure. So, I don't know. It was a beautiful moment. I am forever grateful. I am forever grateful for painting with Jane on YouTube. She was a huge reason why I bought an easel, why I bought paint, why I bought brushes, and I started painting um, for COVID. I, I have to, unfortunately, I have to thank COVID because COVID also put me in a mindset that showed me what I really want to be doing with my time. Um... And these things that I had completely forgot that I was in love with and that I wanted to do were brought back to me. And then I also want to thank this, you know, sad love situation that I experienced because it also helped me find my way back. So, you know... Sometimes situations that you go through suck. They really do. They suck really bad. But it's not like self-help or, or psychiatrists or just some fucking meme that bad situations do bring out really good experiences and can even turn your whole life around. I mean, really, I I could sit in this place where I'm like, oh, I regret not starting art years ago or, you know, when I was younger or whatever. It doesn't matter. It was, my friend told me, she was like, you know, God will show you when it's ready for you to do. And I'm not a very religious person, but I completely agree with that that this was not supposed to be a part of my life and I was not supposed to be an artist until right now. And like I said in my artist journey episode, I, it's, it's still hard for me to even call myself an artist. Um, but with the help of other artists, <laughs> um, you know, they've made it very clear to me that I absolutely am and that I should take so much pride and saying that and the fact that I even I'm even questioning it shows that I really am because we all do all artists question all artists are like Ugh, they don't want to call themselves artists and even even still me saying it it's like I know I should say because that's technically what I am it is kind of cringe a little bit I'm like but <laughs> but it's okay to like brag on yourself it's okay to be proud of yourself and sometimes, even though I'm like 
not a big fan of labeling. Sometimes it's okay. You know, sometimes it's okay. And um, I love it. I do. I'm absolutely in love with the process. And man, if any of you, even if you're not an artist and you just experienced like a runner's high or an emotional high and it felt exhilarating and I don't mean because you did drugs I mean just a natural high um, please share these stories with me at media.collectiveculture at gmail I'll have the link in the description because I'd love to hear stories um, and if you want to check out any of my art go to ninahogan.com if you click on shop you will find my digital prints. You will also find the Collective Culture merchandise. I have yoga mats. I have hoodies. I have t-shirts. Um, I have all kinds of cool stuff on there. And these are all my designs. I made all the designs. on. I did all the logos. And there's a few different designs. And guys, some of these designs took me days to do. So, Especially the yoga mats. So go check them out. NinaHogan.com and until next time, I'm sending you so much love. Ciao.